Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. We are so excited that you're able to join us as we go verse by verse with Pastor John Lanier. We pray that it blesses you and encourages you and that God reveals new things to you through this podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Refuge Podcast. We are starting our fourth season and I've been wrestling with this one quite a bit. I wasn't sure where the Lord wanted us to go in our next season of doing this podcast. We had finished up the book of Revelation, which was incredible and amazing. But um, just thinking about and praying about what the Lord would want us to do next. And uh, I, I really have been um, wanting to study the life of Jesus and go through his teachings and learn the character and nature of God again. And so the Lord has had me in my own personal life um, in the book of Matthew. And I have been drawing so much from the book of Matthew. So I think that's where we're going to land for this season. So we're going to go through. And, and, and as usual, we don't do a real in-depth uh, look at the books of the Bible. All we're doing is getting a survey uh, pulling out some devotional thoughts as we go and, to, and just to get a foundation for what the Bible teaches. So I just want to thank you for joining me as we go through this journey. We're going to be looking at Matthew and we'll, we'll be in chapter one looking at, uh, as, as it's explained in the book of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus. It says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ and talks about uh, until the Christ or 14 generations. And we're going to look at just what a miracle it was that Jesus came. And we're going to look at why he came. Not just the fact that he came and it's a, it's historical fact. It's written down. The genealogy is recorded for us. But what Matthew focuses on, because Matthew focuses on um, Jesus being the Messiah, Jesus, Jesus being the promised one. That he's the Emmanuel, which is God with us, as it's described in, in Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah talked about, and I'm going to see if I could pull that up here, in Isaiah chapter 9. And if you don't know what verse I'm talking about, it says it there in chapter 1 of Matthew, uh, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And it says also in verse 21, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So, why did we need God with us? Why did we need a Savior? Because we needed salvation. We needed someone to help us to save us from our sin, but we are lost in our sin without the Lord, and we need somebody to help us. But if you look um, in chapter 9 of Isaiah, there's this beautiful prophecy. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with just judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Who is this son? 
Who is this son? His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the one that Matthew talks about. Matthew talks about this one that is Emmanuel. He is God with us. That God literally will tabernacle among us. That he'll take on human flesh in the person of Christ. And that's what happened. There's this child that was born and his name was Jesus. He was born to a virgin as also was prophesied in the Old Testament. This is the, the, the promise that God gave to the world, to Genesis 3, that the seed of the woman would come. And this is the one who would crush the head of the serpent. This is the one that will crush the work of the enemy. It was through Jesus coming to save people. So then the... The thing that we have to ask ourselves is, do we see ourselves as people needing saving? And that is probably the difficulty of, of this passage. If you are an unbeliever, you're probably thinking, why, why in the world do I need to be saved? I don't believe in God, or I don't believe that there is this thing called sin. I don't believe that there is a need for any of all this. Um, why would God even have to come? And and so that's where we have to, to take an inventory of our life and say, okay, do I see my need to be saved from my sin? Do I even believe in all of this? Do I believe that a virgin could have child of the Holy Spirit, as it says in chapter 1 of Matthew? Do I believe this? And if I believe it, Am I willing to stake my life on it? Am I willing to give my life to Jesus and say, Jesus, you take it. You uh, who knew no sin became sin for me. That you will save me from my sin. And that's, that's our responsibility to look at this and see that. I, I need Jesus. I need to be saved. I need Emmanuel. I need God with me in every moment of every day. Oh, that's what Jesus did in my life. Uh, I was 16 years old. Now I've been raised in church. I uh, knew of the things of God. I, My parents had brought me to church every stinking Sunday from as far back as I can remember. And so... I I knew uh, of Jesus, but when it got time for me to make a decision that was separate from my from my family, separate from my parents, the Lord convicted me of my sin and gave me faith to believe that Jesus came to save me from my sin and that I realized that I needed God in my life. I needed the Lord to to save me, uh, to bring me into an eternity with Him, and to walk out this faith now that I have been living, and um, now that I'm 42, I look back at that decision and no regrets, no regrets. Now it's been challenging, hard, and difficult, and 
man, that's that's another story for another day. And that's certainly something we could talk about for a long time is the, the challenge of the Christian walk. But that moment, that that time in which Jesus opened my eyes, the Holy Spirit illuminated things to me and showed me my need, this is the most precious time in my life. And I'll never forget it. And I'm so thankful for that Jesus opened my eyes. And I pray that he would open your eyes to see that we need that you need to be saved from your sin. That you would see your need for Emmanuel. You need God. You think of, think about that statement. God with us. That God is with us. That he is for you. That he came. He didn't have to. But Jesus came onto the planet that he made, lived among people he created, and showed us what it looked like to live a life of surrender to the Father, to live a life uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and a life laid down in complete surrender to the Lord, Father, Jesus. He tabernacled with us. Uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, just the power of that. And I hope that you could just take hang with me for just a couple more moments here. Because it's such a powerful statement that, that the Lord is with us. Because I was just talking to my wife about that. How amazing it is to have God in my life. I just, I was telling her, I just can't imagine doing life without God and and how lost I would be without him, without him leading me. And I, and I think that's what John described in 1 John in, in chapter 1. He, he said, that which was from the beginning, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life and the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested to us that which we have seen and heard we declare it to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ and these things we write to you that your joy may be full. That's what John wrote in his letter to the church. This is the same John that leaned upon the, the, the chest of Jesus to learn of him, to, to know him intimately, to, to, to lean into the things of God, to know that I'm leaning into God, God, very God, God, the son. And he was manifest. You could hear that in John's writing that, it's amazing that our hands handled, that we got to, to partake of the, the things of the Lord, that literally we got God with us, that he's with us. Do you know that he's with you? Do you know that he has you? Do you know that he's for you? He's not against you. Do you know that he has plans to keep you and to prosper you and to be with you? 
And I'm not talking to keep the American dream for you. I'm talking about to know God in the midst of persecution, to know God in the midst of pain, that he is with you. Do you know God where you're at right now? You're going through marital strife. God is oh, He's with us. He's with you. That you're going through relational pain with your family members. He is with us. God with us. Jesus with us. He is with you in every single circumstance of life. I, I want you to understand that. That's what John said. That's what Matthew is talking about here. Jesus will say, not only save you from your sin, He is with you. He is for you. He will never leave you. It talks about in Hebrews, He will never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus is the, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he will not change. That's who He is. He is with us. And so chapter 1, that's the theme. God is with us. And I pray that you know that. That you know that the same Jesus that is from eternity came and manifested himself. The Logos. The one who came and tabernacled among us. Emmanuel, God with us. The one that amazed John. That he leaned into him. The one who Matthew writes about. The one that we'll hear from Mark and Luke. And as we go through this learning the life of Christ. He's with us. We don't have a God who stands afar off. We have a God who's near. Uh, a God who, uh, when we mess up, extends grace. It says, come back to me. That when we repent, he extends mercy. He extends love. He looks graciously and compassionately upon you. When you're going through trials, he's there to empower you and give us the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the God of the Bible. Much different than all other gods. That's why it doesn't compare when you start comparing religions. We don't have to do something to try and appease our God or to get his attention, that he's with us. He comes to save his people from their sins. And not only that, he gives us the power of the Spirit. He gives us his presence. He's Emmanuel, God with us. So know him today. Walk with him. Cry out to him. Say, Jesus, I need you. Save me. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this look today. And I pray it encourages you. And please, please hang in there. We're going to keep going. We'll look at chapter two next time. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We are so excited for all that God is doing in and through your life. If you'd like to hear more from John Lanier, you can find his blog at johnwalterlanier.wordpress.com as well as his YouTube at Refuge TV, where he also goes verse by verse. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged. Have a good one.